Scourge on any trading card game. I'll get you back for this. You cheated not only the game, but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked and nothing was gained. It's sad that you don't know the difference. Okay, can I have my cat back now? Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. If the Taco Bell drive through guy can recognize you by the sound of your voice alone, you go there too often. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. It's me. I go there too often. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> we know it's been about two weeks, and... Uh, I'm sorry. What, two weeks for the since the last episode, or because of the Taco yeah. Bell thing? Well, okay, so I do want to make one comment about Taco Bell. This is definitely, like, <laughs> rambling, which people get mad at us for, but listen. So, people dislike Chipotle because it's not Mexican food, right? Yeah. And we all, it, it, it's like, and it's, like, not great. Chipotle's, like, not great. You know, it coli right. problems, it, col, it coli problems aside. I mean, it, it's uh, the it's the Starbucks of, Mex, of like, quote-unquote Mexican food. Right, right, right. See, Taco Bell is so far removed. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell. If, if, if there was a country called Fast Foodie, that would be authentic fast yeah. food, if you will. Um, yeah, Taco Bell is just nowhere close. Yeah, but I, but I do like Taco Bell. Like you, I, I think Taco Bell is pretty acceptable. Me too. You get a lot of food for not that much money, which is a win in my book. Like if if I'm going to be poisoning myself, I might as well be saving some money, right? Right. Five dollar box, man. It rocks. It rocks. Yeah. It's a box with lots and lots. And you're still more likely to find a doctor in a Taco Bell than a dialysis center. Bruh. <laughs> I don't even get that one. It's a reference to last week tonight. They were doing a Taco Bell commercial because the CEO of a dialysis company said that he would run his dialysis centers the same way as a Taco Bell. Oh. Oh, that's weird. I don't know if that's a good idea, but anyway. Anyway, uh, d- 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 Vanguard stuff. So, um, Boucherud went ahead and uh, brought back a card that was long thought to be a meme, and that was uh, Brant. And uh, Brant was originally a card from the manga and was released as a promo in Japan, but now they're bringing it back into the standard format. And why don't we, why don't we go ahead and read this thing? So, it's a grade 3, 13k... Force gifts. Um, so on Vanguard Circle, you can counterblast and soul blast until the end of your opponent's turn. Change the below effects for your opponent's trigger effects, other than the power increase, too. Critical, your Vanguard gets uh, minus one critical until the end of that battle. And heal, deal one damage to your Vanguard. So he reverses trigger effects. That's a thing. What do we think about this? Like, th- th- this is going to be a thing you can play against in tournaments. It's not just like Gabe making proxies, and he's like, "Oh, okay." But if it was real, let's just see how it would play out. <laughs> um, this card is bizarre. Yeah. So, man, I I don't like. For me personally, this card does nothing. This card has no text to me. <laughs> That's, because but that's only because text. I just never actually get triggers when I attack. So this gotcha. card just doesn't affect me ever. <laughs> yeah. Also, you play Murakumo, so 
I feel like this card still doesn't affect you regardless. Also, it does, like, affect damage triggers, right? Um, yes, it does. Yes. Oof. It's okay, I don't get those either. <laughs> I mean, you still get the defensive buff, but the big deal yeah. is, like... Imagine getting that fifth damage heal. Yeah. Or even worse, <laughs> even worse is attacking them and getting that fifth damage heal. You're like, son of a bitch! Well, I just... better heal again, wait. I... Wait, no. <laughs> uh, this is the point. Uh, a lot of I people... I feel like between the two, though, the heal seems like it'd be more impactful, because the... The critical effect only takes the crit away from the vanguard, and you reach a point in the game where eventually criticals aren't as scary as they could be. What, like, later in the game? Yeah, like, once you get the 5 damage, like, criticals are still scary because you might 5th damage heal, but, like, I feel like the at that point the power increase might do more for something than the critical. I mean, I suppose yeah, well, so. but I think the issue is, like... Or, you know, maybe a cleaner way of saying this. Mm -hmm. And, and if, you, if I, this is not what you're representing, you can correct me. Um, it's kind of like if you're at 5 damage mm -hmm. and your opponent attacks under Vanguard, you're in no situation are you going to bet that they're going to get a critical to deal no damage to you. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> and also, like, as far as the rear guards are concerned, you're probably looking for the power more than the critical at 5 damage just to see if you can push, uh, force your way through their hand. But the heal trigger, woo, that that's brutal. Yeah, that is a spicy meatball. Just like, man, I could just die if I attack on my vanguard. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a thing. And the, the the way they showed it in the anime too w w was so sad because it, it was uh, Ren playing against uh, Takudo, and he and he uh, he gets a heal trigger, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, a heal!" And then like the the like outfit of the heal trigger is changed, and he's like, "Wait!" And then he you know big fireball or something that just left him. <laughs> it's like the idea is like, oh, you've come to save me. Wait, what are you doing? No, don't, don't! <laughs> like, um, yeah. So a, a lot of people are not afraid of this, but just like, oh, good, this is another thing I have to deal with. Um, and then another, another thing that this doesn't affect is draws and uh, front triggers, which means that Excel decks have an easier out to it. Except, no, wait, they covered their bases on that, too. Wandering Star Hulk deity Brant Rainer is a grade 4, because I guess Boucherot is like, fuck it, let's just give grade 4s to force lands, because whatever. Um, so, on Vanguard, you counterblast one until the end of your opponent's turn, you flip the critical effects the same way the other Brant was, with crits and heals, but also draws make you discard a card and you change the power of front triggers to the back row <laughs> oh boy that last part makes me giggle for some reason because they're <laughs> like how do you reverse front back triggers <laughs> Jenkins you're a genius put it in there <laughs> yeah basically yeah. um yeah so in the manga I think draw triggers d uh, killed a unit I think so the old Brant did that yeah the old Brant um <laughs> But uh, this card, card makes more sense. What yeah. is interesting, if you have no cards in hand and you trigger a draw trigger underneath of this effect, you do not have to discard because you don't have any cards in your hand. Ah, yes. And the draw trigger is hanging out over in the trigger zone, at least for that particular moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I assume if you have no cards in your hand, you're just dead anyway. <laughs> 
Maybe that's, maybe, maybe, maybe Unless I'm you just dumped your hand to make a final push. Mm. Perhaps. In which case, that would just be really sad for the Brant player, because, like, why couldn't you just trigger a heal instead? Right. <laughs> um, we, we'll be covering, like, the rest of, you know, the Star Hulks uh, in the set review next week. But I wanted to focus on Brant himself, just because it seems like Link Joker is, what if we took Vanguard and turned it upside down? I think, and, and I have no evidence to back this up, so I'm making a completely wild claim with zero evidence supporting it whatsoever. So most of our podcast, then? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I think, you know how back in G-Era, Murakumo was a thing where they, like, sent, ab- sent abilities and tests to, like, hey, let's just try this out in Murakumo. Yeah. I think they're just doing that with Link Joker and V. Like, well, we don't want to give them luck again because we felt that was a mistake. Yeah. So let's just throw them random stuff. Well, I mean, the, the seed of this one has been a thing since, like, when, yeah. when, whenever that well, promo I'm, came I'm not out. Saying but... Brand specifically, right? But I'm saying, yeah. like, the mechanics are a real mishmash for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Link Joker in general, you turn cards upside down. You, if you do it on the vanguard, it's deleting. If you do it to a rear guard, it's locking. And in this case, it's turning your triggers upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh, in essence, vanguard's only true control deck, um, which we, we've had this particular discussion before on what makes a control deck, but that was many, many episodes ago. Matt, what makes a control deck in you know, any TCG? So, a uh, control deck in most games is defined by a deck that doesn't have much ways to create early pressure, but has ways to interact early. Uh, in Magic, this is the form of removal spells. Uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, this could be the for- in, in the form of like onboard effects, like fast, quick effects, or or whatever that you know that can pr- prevent your opponent from. Uh... Like Yu-Gi-Oh is a bit different because it's all like it's a lot of like creating boards and making those mm-hmm. boards like unbreakable. Yeah, but. Once you get a board, like, controlling your opponent's actions and not letting your opponent break through is really important. In Magic, it's mostly just not dying before you get to what you want to do. Well, not just not dying, but get, being in a well-enough position where your opponent still can't squeak by. Mm. Um, so typically, control decks will have very slow game plans, but when they happen, they're almost unbeatable. Okay. Um, so, but it, it also means that, like, it m- makes the opponent play differently than mm-hmm. their normal game plan would be because you're shutting off certain things. That's um, right. So since in, 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 in Magic, for instance, since a lot of control decks have like ways to kill multiple creatures, you don't want to play out more creatures than you have to. You want to play out just enough to make them react. Because right. if, you play, if you play out too many and they all get swept up by one card, you're now losing cards. Yeah. But you need enough to where if your your opponent just can't be like you know I just won't do anything. Mm. Um, so there's a balance there that you have to find. Yeah, it seems that uh, like with Link Joker specifically, the only one that really fits this uh, like to a T is just the Chaos and Messiah stuff, where it was locking the opponent's board so that they can't mm-hmm. attack with rear guards. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that lock is such a broken ass mechanic and i'm not saying that out of salt it is the fact that you have no way to uh play around it 
And especially but, against Chaos, because they would just take cards out of your hand. Well, yeah. The thing with Locke is like, you're just preventing a rear guard circle from being used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in late GRA, you got stuff to help with that. Like, you know, Nova Grappler and Angel Feather and Aqua Force all got stuff that would turn cards face up so that could include locks so that you could unlock. And a lot of Link Joker players weren't happy with this because they're like, well, they're just undoing my entire game plan. It was too easy of a solution to deal with it. And I, I think that lock as a mechanic by design was causing that. Um, I think to, and I, I think, uh, you know, to kind of expand on that, that lock was unfun for yes, at least was. for half the table. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I think enjoyment of the game is worth a lot more than what people give it credit for. Like, people will say things like, oh, like, the metagame's diverse, or, like, the metagame is fine, like, we don't need to, like... Like, th- so this mechanic's, like, not a problem. It's, like, that doesn't change the fact that some cards are not fun. And, like, some mm-hmm. mechanics are not fun. And, like, when you're playing a deck, when you're playing against Chaos with a deck that's, you know, maybe not aggressive enough to go under it and not aggress- and not big enough to go over it, um, Chaos is just brutal. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people have this hatred of Link Joker, not necessarily because the deck is overpowered, um, but because the, the deck is just not fun to play against. It, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's... It controls your sense of fun, mm-hmm. not just the game. <laughs> and I think the conversation, like, I think it's fine for some of those, I think it's fine for these decks to exist. I personally mm-hmm. don't really have a problem with Link Joker, but I do understand where those complaints come from. But I, I feel I, like the current yeah. mechanic where they just bind rear guards is a little more enjoyable than just locking it, because binding in general is still an something that people can't really interact with. Like, there's a way to take cards out of the drop zone, but I don't think anything in standard, at least, can just take cards out of the bind zone, except maybe some obscure Gear Chronicle card I can't remember. Who knows? But, <laughs> you know, it's something like, lock just fundamentally stops you from playing the game, right? Like, once you have a locked rear guard, that entire circle is uninteractable. You can't retire it, you can't... And, unless you have a way to like unlock or specifically remove the card from that circle it's just gone so with binding and retiring you can at least like replace your board so it doesn't feel like you're just stopped from playing the game entirely i do think that um one thing that would have made it awkward in standard specifically to return lock mm-hmm. is the existence of excel circles and circles with force markers uh, mm-hmm. basically a uh, reprinting of the lock mechanic would effectively make rearguard force markers and Excel circles almost useless. Yeah. I mean, at least with the with Excel circles, you can keep making more circles to fill. Making Excel circles isn't free, though. And yeah. in fact, like it's costing cards to make every Excel circle, which require more you to commit more cards. So it's not like strictly free to create more Excel circles. I guess so, but. That that would come down to like it being a control deck, so mm-hmm. like it, it it doesn't like having your you know front row being locked out doesn't feel as bad when you're playing an Excel deck as as it did you know back in the day where the field wasn't going to get any bigger, right? 
but um, but Force Clans, nothing would change, right? You'd still just yeah. have both locked, and you'd still like you just can't afford to shove Force Gifts on rearguard circles because it'll get locked and be wasted. Yeah, you know, again, some decks are just locked forever. Yeah. yeah. Because when things are unlocked, it's then the opponent's turn and they can just relock those cards. That's what annoyed mm-hmm. me the most, was that there was kind of no way to get around it. Um, let's see. I think that would be a good time to mention Messiahs, who I think did the lock mechanic thing right. Um, because they focused more on locking their own cards as a form of multi-attack, where the... Uh, when a, when a card is unlocked, it comes out standing. So it would be like a thing where yeah, a card would attack, and it would lock itself, and then you could do a thing, and then you attack with your Vanguard and unlock all your cards and then attack again. And um, th- this is actually given birth to, in premium format, you have a Messiah deck with a couple of deleter cards thrown in because the idea is you just use the Messiah stuff for advantage and multi-attack, and then when it's time... You ride the deleter card that deletes the thing on ride on yeah on ride and then you know go for the kill that way. Hmm. Um, and it it doesn't like, like there are ways you can lock the opponent's board, but it's not quite as uh, abundant as it was in something like chaos or mm-hmm. that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I, th- I I think that's a way to do the lock mechanic well. Messiahs also felt fair because they had less going on before they rode grade three. Yes. Yeah. So that there was a lot more uh, weakness to the deck early on. Mm-hmm. So it felt easier to attack. God, what the hell are they going to do with Messiahs now that they're putting them in standard? Are they just going to be a bind deck again? Who knows? We'll find out. I hope it's sweet, yeah. though. Same. The Part spaghetti of, aliens are always nice. I hope they lock themselves and unlock themselves for restanding. That's what, <laughs> that's actually what I kind of want is just to to go back to that. Um, yeah, that was like the the best part of Messiah. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun time. Like that's the one Link Joker deck I honestly enjoyed playing mm-hmm. because I like multi attacks for whatever reason. What was that grade two idiot that you would call would get plus two k than like some effect when it attacked? Uh, Arrester Messiah. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Um, apparently they're all using Amiga Messiah now, which is, uh... Oh, yeah, I don't know what this card does. So after it attacks, you counterblast one, lock it, check top three, put a card onto Rearguard Circle as locked. And then oh, the, okay. Yeah, so it's so it's like Gold Paladin with extra steps, and then the other still is, uh, GB2, it gets plus 2k for every one of your locked cards, so... Neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, I like it. It's a neat card, um... It's my friend Vince has the deck, and I was playing against it. And one thing that bothers me the most about Messiah is that all of the everything looks the same. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is true. He goes, I go into this Messiah. I'm like, which one is that? He's like, the, it's the one that does this. I'm like, it looks the same as the one from last turn. And he's like, no, that was the one that did this. I'm like, okay, you know what? Just the secret is they're all the same card. He's just lying to you. No, <laughs> it's all the same card at like different perspectives. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is from a three quarters uh, side view. This is from the front. <laughs> this is from above, below. Um, so, n- moving on to deleters, I guess. Uh, deleters are what you know. Bouchard seems to have gone with before this whole brand thing uh, in standard, where, like Rubier mentioned, it, they bind the opponent's radars face down or vanish, delete them, and uh, they delete the opponent's vanguard. Um. 
it doesn't seem like they're doing great so far. They're doing okay. But what do you guys think of this as like a deck? Because it's not control. It's this. It's definitely a more aggressive deck. Yeah. Like, it comes off more like Kagero than anything. Yeah, I think the issue is, and it's kind of the issue we touched on before, was like, it wants to be an aggressive deck, but doesn't have... The resources to facilitate that. Yeah, and the on-grade three rights. Yeah. Like, if you're going first, you don't have the huge punishment on grade three every time. You have, like, some very small percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because their, their main grade threes right now, you have the one from the trial deck where it's counterblast two and del- delete the opponent's vanguard, mm-hmm. which, which is a lot. Yeah, which is a yeah. lot, and the opponent can play around that. Um, and the other one needs a grade three and soul, right? Yeah, yes. it needs to ride over, and a grade it costs three. a counterblast and a soul blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it deletes the opponent's vanguard, and then he gets a crit. Now, uh, the other still is that the opponent can uh, opponent's rear guards cannot move. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because I was playing premium grand blue against this and i went into megido and i forgot about that skill get bodied yeah <laughs> that was one of those things where you could like you could tell bushiro just stuck it on there for no they're like we gotta give it some skill if it's not written if it's written first so can't move means they can't intercept but also they can't like switch places or switch <laughs> like for example I attacked with the stole dragon I'm going to switch places with the one I have in the back row no you're not <laughs> that's like so just jammed on there because they they had no problems writing can't intercept for the longest fucking time yeah and then randomly no, no I can't move yeah yeah <laughs> ridiculous amazing uh, simply amazing so th- th- that's where like the crux of the deck comes from is you just use messiah to build advantage and then when it's time, you delete, and then you can either you can stride or not, but just yeah. use that to kind of punch their lights out. Mm-hmm. It seems like overall people never complain too much about deleting as a mechanic. I mean, people are going to complain about like anything and everything. This is yeah, but after like all. But well, in terms much. of like game destroying fun, the way Locke is deleting has never been that big a deal. And I think a lot of that is just the fact that there is ways you can interact with it. Like, you can just re-ride, and it should be fine. And then Striding just completely killed Deletion for a while, because you could just undo it whenever. Yeah, I mean, it, it turned Deletion into an offensive maneuver rather than a defensive one. Because mm-hmm. originally it was, okay, they're deleted. I can bully them a little bit, but it's mostly they can't really mount a, you know an offense next turn. Because they're... they're Big boss originally was something that the, the opponent couldn't ride mm-hmm. unless they discarded a card. So that was the original deal. And then after stride came around, it turned into it's only deleted for this turn because they're going to stride next turn. Let's mm-hmm. you know kill them as fast as we can. Um, I think it's at least better card design. I'm not really sure how they could make it better maybe make deleting cheaper yeah really it's just making it cheaper like right now a lot of the a lot of the old deletes either had obscene costs or required you to delete up or uh retire a bunch of your own rear guards yeah yeah and at the end of the day you were doing all that for a glorified plus 11k to your vanguard 12 or 13 now that's that's what uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that people are like, oh my god, my vanguard's at zero. I'm like, you know how your when your opponent's vanguard gets plus ten, yeah, it's like that more or less. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not much else to. I mean, you do lose the skill, 
And uh, actually, a, a lot of people uh, keep like, asking me this question when I'm at locals. They're like, well, wait, if I lose, if I'm deleted, that means I lose my name, right? I'm like, no, you keep your name, grade, clan, and like twin drive symbol. That's mm-hmm. it. You, lo- you, you lose the skill How- and the power. Yeah, you lose power but, and skill. Yeah. Um, so so the people who are listening to this where they're like, it says you can't do do this because you don't have, you know, Kujikiri Kongo as your vanguard. But you you do. He's just deleted. So, hooray. Um, Amazing. Yeah. What's, um, with Messiah, you know, coming out later, do, do you think there's anything else Bujiro can do for, like, a game mechanic? Do you think they're going to do the locking thing to themselves, or... Like, there's a... Like, with the way they've built all of the Link Joker cards so far, it's possible the Messiahs will just be another flavor of Kagero or Narukami, where they just bind shit and gain power. I thought the whole Schwartz Trial of Dragon revival was pretty unique. Um... Yeah. Like, I thought that was an interesting way to handle the bind mechanic. I would like to see more cards like that. Like, if Messiahs ended up going in that direction, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, because uh, Schwartzchild was uh, on Van, counterblast one, bind an opponent's rear guard face down, and then also on Van, you can counterblast and soul blast a grade three, and uh, all turn all the cards in your opponent's bind zone face up, and your opponent cannot call normal cards with the name is with the same you name as your the, opponent can't normal call cards with the same name. Yeah. Until the end of his or her turn. So that includes guarding, which means that if you get so lucky as to uh, vanish to lead a... Trigger. A trigger or a PG, draw PG, God forbid, then, um, yeah, the the opponent is not going to do so well. That being said, this isn't, like, the most popular version of the plan for whatever reason. It's still deleters well, in standard. It just doesn't have enough cards to support it. Is that what messiahs are going to be? Maybe. Who uh, knows? Also, Matt, how triggered are you by his pronunciation of Schwartzchild? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't care. Uh, I, I am so used to everyone's uh, questionable pronunciation. I just I just can't get mad every time somebody mispronounces it. Schwartzchild. How's me. that? It gives them control over me. <laughs> it's not that I can't do a German accent, it's just that I, I read it like an American, and I forget. So, <laughs> take that. I, I have an idea for a comedy sketch where it's like Werner Herzog trying to pitch a rom-com. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I was thinking, you have the, the man and the woman, both their parents are in hospice and they're dying. Well, bo- both of them decide to go to the vending machine at the same time. And uh, the woman thinks the guy is cute and trips over the, the janitor's mop bucket and falls on top of him. I was thinking that could be all meat cutes right there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just like Werner Herzog saying the word meat cute. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's funny. Fair. Okay. Um, so what about the Star Hulk archetype? Um, which is also coming out in that same set is Brant, where like I need sorry I need to just look at the cards to see what they actually do. That's no, fine. Um, 
Like, I mean, like, so far, the ones we've seen just have pretty generic abilities or bind shit. Well, it appears that the, the ones we've seen so far are trying to, like, make the trigger thing happen easier. Mm. So that your the, well, the opponent's branded triggers can go off more. Let's see. Four card? No, that It's just the grade two so far, really. Yeah. But that's still something. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the rest of them are just very generic or bind... Like, guard circle, if you successfully guard the attack with it, you can counter blast one and superior call it. And then you can soul blast the starter to bind the top card of your opponent's deck, which, yeah, does kind of... Of like try to facilitate the trigger thing. I wonder if uh, if Star Hulks have like ways to soul charge. They start running the starter in the main deck, just in hopes it gets in there, and then they can blast it. Out. Maybe. Like it is interesting that they're letting you look at your opponent's deck now. Because I I remember a long time ago they made up a card that let you look up your opponent's hand for the anime, and then decided that they're never actually going to print that as a real card. I don't remember yeah, that. why not? I remember, like, the early Nubatama stuff to make you discard, but mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. There was it also, is interesting. There was also um, Shadow Paladin Witches that made the opponent, like, show the top ten and call two zeros. Mm-hmm. And then that got killed because every, every freaking trigger had effects, so they were just like, right, I'm going to activate him. Go back to what I was doing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Overall, I think they're making a few too many archetypes for uh, Link Joker like, as it stands now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels like a lot. Yeah. For, like, you know, two sets of support. Star, they have Star Hulk, they have the Deleters, and then they just have a bunch of generic, non-named bind shit. Mm-hmm. They're adding Messiahs in the set immediately after this one. And that's not counting premium support, where they're making a Star Vader card. Yeah, I do hope that they do, like, that they allow them to be mixed together, like, decently well. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I just hope that... the... what's it called? Neonectar Stride ended up making plant tokens. Or it, like, All right. it helped with plant tokens. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that we're... We're going to cover that set, too, when that comes out, because I've grown more and more interested in premium as time has gone on. Well, look who, look, look who got into premium. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's just... It's too goddamn fun. Like... Fair. The, the, I... Pale I forget. Moon is good in premium. Like I made Nubatama in premium for like eighty bucks, <laughs> and it's still really good because as it turns out, if you just slap a Dominate G Zone onto the discard version of the deck, you are golden. Yeah, it turns out Dominate is a really stupid mechanic. Yep that that is definitely uh, that that's up there with lock. Maybe not so, not so much for how broken the the effect is on its own. It's that it's because it's a rolling uh, nightmare. Yeah, that. Dominate is such a headache. Like, I remember we devoted several episodes to just complaining about 
all of the problems with it when they came out. Yeah, because there were a lot. There were so many questions. Yeah. And then eventually they had one that would dominate cards from your hand. Like, they they went mm-hmm. full chaos there. Or the time they let you dominate the vanguard, which just ended up attacking all of your rear guards. Hey, man, it works if you're behind or something. Fun fact, the SGR version of that card is $8. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we went back to, like, you know, GBT 11 to 14 days, if you told somebody how much the SGR would be, they're like, fuck. Yeah. It was, like, triple, maybe quadruple that price on release. Yeah. Doesn't make it a bad card, necessarily. So, uh, Link Joker... Uh, anything else we want to add? Um, I'm I, I hope that they uh, Joker kind of gets a consistent direction somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, and there's some stuff to do early on because, like, if they can mix, to, if the clans can like mix together decently well, then you could have like, you know, and, and I'm not saying like you still gonna play cards that like don't do anything on first grade three ride, but you know maybe you could have kind of two different game plans mm-hmm. that like still are both like close. Yeah. And kind of the piece, the rear guards fitting fitting in, in with both somehow, instead yeah. of going like all in on Brant and then hoping it works out. Yeah, like it's like the delete mechanic could work decently with the bind mechanic, but that's just because the bind mechanic is really generic and can slot into anything. So I feel like regardless of where they take the direction, but. binding shit is always going to be like in the background. I just hope they find a way to focus it. Or just turn it into low red Kagero, where your vanguard just does something completely unrelated to the rest of your deck. I mean, why not? <laughs> Seems fine to me. God, fucking Dragonic Overlord the Great basically being a lesion card. Yeah. Call that Neoflame from Drop, and people were still disappointed. <laughs> It's really funny when, like, Bouchard, you can tell, like, they put effort into this, and people are mm-hmm. like, doesn't have guard restrict, it sucks. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, but it can restand itself and gain a crit with Neoflame. Yeah. But you have to play three counter blasts for that, but... And also, if you don't have the Neoflame anywhere, you're kind of fucked, because you need both yeah. there. I'm not saying it's the best, but it, it's still, uh, you know, th- th- there's something to that. Um, mm-hmm. I seen seen how like Lynch Joker plays in premium now. I think that it it's like a fun little combination between the deleters and the Messiah. I hope that it's not so xenophobic mm. as time goes on. I'm not really sure what they plan to do with the Star Hulk things in the future. It seems like it's just going to be like you know villain of the season, and then they're never going to get stuff again. See, that's all. That's always been a problem they've had, though, where they'll just make a one-off villain deck and then never support it again. Yeah. Like, and that, that'll, you know, we can do an episode on that in the future, just tying card support to the anime. I thought we did do an episode about that before. Yeah, we apparently need another one. I guess so. Either that, <laughs> or it's been so goddamn long we've been doing this show that I just forget. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes right. things well, we, come we, up again. One of the things that what, what kind of is frustrating about that, and I'm, I'll just say this now, is that we were hoping that would be kind of be fixed with um, 
with uh, Vieira. Yeah. Because they weren't just... doing that for a while, and then just all of a sudden recently, they're like, no, yeah, archetypes, let's do it. And then now look at Spike Brothers. They were mm-hmm. doing they were doing so well at the start, and you're like, all right, we're going to give everybody at least one you know thing yeah, of just... support a year. And you're like, cool. And here we are. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to just make a generic card that does whatever it is you wanted it to do? Like, why does it have to be an archetype? I don't, I don't know. Answer. Yeah. Like, they did a decent job with this at the end of G-Era, where all the apostles just used existing card uh, mechanics and stuff. Like, um... Nice. Well, yeah, because he had what's his name Noah using chaos, but it seemed like everything else. What? Oh yeah, Gradora. Like a lot of them life. were like generic enough. Like they they all use either an existing archetype or just the clan's keyword. Yeah. Seemed seemed good, and then uh, now they're they're bringing all of those strides back in this premium collection, which I can't mm-hmm. wait. Okay. Uh, I think that, that that about does it for this week's episode of Nexus at Night. Where where can people find you guys? You can find me at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. On Twitter, at, right? On yes. Twitter, yeah, yes. my bad. Okay. I, I realized it right after I said it. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> Something's not right. No, you're going to find us on MySpace. Fuck oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Let's, let's, For sure to listen to my crappy song that I have playing everywhere throughout my page. What what if like that becomes like a shitty hipster thing where like people go back to MySpace? Like, like <laughs> then in, we will know cred? that we can we can launch every hipster into the sun. But, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, you can find me personally at Atlas Novak. Novak being spelled N O V A C K. So that's on Twitter or Instagram, and you can also find this podcast on Twitter or Instagram at Nexus at Night. Uh, we're also part of the Nexus Core YouTube channel. Just rate, comment, subscribe, support on Patreon. Wait, this isn't a video. Anyway, until next time, I'm Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.